and um, I would just be remiss if I couldn't just say a couple words about, about Gary, Pastor Brother Gary. I just want to man I just want to say what a good friend he was and I want to I know you guys are you love him and you know him better than I do but I have to say he uh, he really blessed my life and I just want to say that publicly there are so many times in this ministry in my walk with the Lord and, and, and my leadership role at Teen Challenge of the Dakotas where I was I'm in over my head quite a bit, yet never, never thought about quitting, never thought about giving up. It never dawned on me, but I was still scared, amen, if I'm truthful. I, and I've always been able to admit that to myself and to God, and I think that's helped me get more grace, you know, when you need it. That's what God does, amen, because if you think you got it, <laughs> you're in big trouble, you don't even get the gospel if you think you get the gospel. You have to admit that you don't get it. Then you'll get it. Amen. So I think they call that humility and brokenness. And, but Pastor Gary was always there with some words of encouragement. All, there was a time way back in the day at District Council after, when we were talking and having fellowship. He came over and he, he just had such a burden for Teen Challenge. Amen. And I just want to make mention of that and, and just let you know how, how we're praying for your... You guys here, that your family will um, move on in God's grace. And uh, yet 25 years that guy was here, I, I, I remember talking to him for the first time, and he's one of the, he welcomed me. And, but there were times in the midst of a campaign that we were in, in, in the middle of, and I was up here for, I don't know why I was up here, but who comes to Aberdeen without a specific, specific reason um, when you live in Brookings? But I just remember going to his office and him sitting down with me and just tell, speaking life into me and telling me, Mike, you got it. You're going to do it. So I just, I just want to thank him and, and honor his memory and, and just make mention how much we love him, you know, and how much we miss him too and how much he meant to our ministry. That's awesome. And... Uh, I will miss him so bad, so much, and, uh, but I will see him again. Amen. So, and that's what the gospel's all about, right? It's about hope found. Amen. Lives healed. And so Teen Challenge is about discipleship, which is what the gospel truly is. It's, it's being incredibly grateful for the good news that, that a holy God who doesn't need us, and we present nothing but trouble, loves us so much, amen, and that he died for us knowing he was getting nothing out of the deal, nothing, nothing that he, because he doesn't need us, it's a, it's a strange dynamic that he made us in his image and likeness and that we need him so desperately, yet he doesn't really need us, that's, that's kind of, it's almost weird, no offense, Lord, it's, it's strange, but he loves us that much, and the gospel is, is gratitude for that love, and and hopelessness is, is, the, is the end of all of us. If we lose hope, we're finished. Sin will destroy us. But Romans 5 um, talks about the first and the second Adam, and it talks about the gift is greater than the trespass. Amen? The gift is greater than the sin. And, and 
The other major part of the gospel is discipleship. That's what it's about, making disciples. You know, I think of how many lives we've touched at Teen Challenge. How many lives will some of the men here touch in their future because of God's spirit? Amen? The spirit of truth, the spirit of grace, that power from on high. Amen? So that's what we do at TC 24-7, 365. We teach men to do what God says. And I don't care how complex the mental health issues are or the, you know, depression comes from sin and sin comes from depression and it's just a vicious cycle. And of course our mental health is going to be strained living in this world, amen, with our sinful nature. And then you add drugs to that. Oh my Lord. So these guys have done some of that and, but we're proving at TC that the gospel changes everything, Amen. Because no matter what, no matter what, if you believe, only believe, if you, you want to see God's glory, he's not hiding it from us, right? You want to see it, ask for it. Seek and knock, right, bro? Amen. One of the staff just quoted that Friday night when we had a couple guys graduate. But the gift is greater than the sin. Amen. Isn't that good news? No matter what, you can be forgiven. No matter what, you can, you can be healed. And then Mark's chapter 7 talks about, you know, it's not what goes into our body, so it's not the drugs. It's not what we take in that defiles us. It's what's already in the heart. And, you know, we hate to admit that, but just get, a, just get over it. Just admit it. Without God, you can't do anything. You can't do life. He who doesn't have the Son does not have the life. So that's what we do at TC. We raise up disciples. We teach men to do what God says and not to do what they say. And then when they start saying what God says and start doing what God says, then they're really cooking with gas, as the old saying goes. Amen. So praise God. I'm trying to think, am I going to forget something? I'm sure I will. You know, there's brochures that tell you about the format of the program. You know, we're teaching men with discipleship material to, to love God, to know God, to build character to find true hope, real life. The men have curriculum. The men go to work in the afternoon, developing good work skills and habits and attitudes. It's about others, ultimately. If these men really get what we're teaching them and what the gospel gives them, eventually they'll not only overcome their own stuff, but it'll help others and they'll care about other people. Amen. That's what we're looking for, ultimately. And we make, these men have stories. They have pain. They have failure in their lives. They have brokenheartedness. But God is the healer, amen? He's the, he's the glory and the lifter of our heads. When, we're, when we don't know where to turn, we just look to the mountains. Look to him where our help comes from, amen? I don't care what this crazy world's offering or saying or telling us to do or what not to it's written in the book. All the answers are right here. Amen? The word of God is true. Let every man be a liar and the word be true. As it, as it were. As it is. And it, we're living in crazy times. It's a rough, rough world out there. There's a lot of, uh, lot of voices. So at TC, we narrow it down. We bring the guys in and we're all about the cross. We're all about the truth of God. We're all about the scripture, the Holy Spirit who came to guide us into all truth, right? Amen? Anybody amen on that? Amen. amen. I'm getting a long-winded. The guys have to come up now. 
But I just want to say uh, we love and appreciate being here today. And God bless you all. Amen. Come on up, fellas. Jesus once said, Mark 8, 34 through 35, If anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up a cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sakes and the sake of the good news, you will save it. My name is Jason Dugan. I'm 26 years old, and I'm from Vermilion, South Dakota. And I choose to take up my cross and follow Jesus. I spent a lot of my time... <laughs> I spent a lot of my time doing wrong, living in sin. I was a selfish individual with selfish ambitions, hurting myself and anyone and everyone around me who entered my life. But God had a different plan for me. He saved me. Being that selfish person, God taught me humility, and humility became to become the biggest part of my life, and humility starts with God. Jesus later on said, Mark 10, 43 through 45, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be leader among you must be servant. And whoever wants to be first among you 
must be a slave to everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life a ransom for many. That being said, if Jesus could uh, give his life for us and serve us, I humbly lay down my life for Jesus and God. And then I decide to serve him and his people, thrown away and crucifying my old self daily to live and give the, give the glory to the King of kings, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name's Tyler. I'm 29. Sin doesn't discriminate. I grew up in a very good, loving family who cared for me and my sister. Uh, they provided all of our needs and wants, took us on vacations. They did everything for us. Uh, growing up, I did very well in school and in athletics. Um, I got the opportunity to go to University of Cincinnati for pre-med and made the rowing team. But prior to going there, I had started to fall into small sins, drinking, smoking, and not having the right relationship with my girlfriend. And that started the descent that I didn't even see because there were no consequences at the time. As I got into college, I really kind of pressed on the accelerator of my sins, of drinking, using it more, um, drinking before classes. And within two years, I was out of the pre-med and off the rowing team and back home. Um, to fast forward through all that, I continued to drink and I was in and out of rehabs, on and off, on and off, always just trying to find sobriety but not knowing what I was doing. Because of all that, I was left with one financial option of filing bankruptcy, and it, it, it got bad. It never found, I never found a solution to it. Uh, about seven or eight months ago, my drinking was at its rock bottom. I was about a gallon a day of liquor. I was shaking, I was going through DTs, and through all of this, God had a plan for my healing, for my relationship with him. About 20 years ago, um, my pastor back in Ohio came through this program. He graduated, worked here, and then planted a church in Defiance, Ohio. And I grew very close with him. And he said, this was the place to come, to find my healing, to find who I really was. My first two months here, I came in truly hating myself. I prayed for nights before I came here that, God, please take my life because I don't have the courage to do that. But the Holy Spirit in me wouldn't let me. God said, no, I have a plan for you. So I came here, and with the help of the Teen Challenge staff and praying with God, he improved my self-confidence. I began to love myself. And it was weird because in turn, I started to actually have this feeling of love, and it extended to God. And as that happened, I started to grow as a man. I started to see myself for who I was, and I now wanted to please God. And John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I truly, that, that just spoke to me in a practical way that I can show you I love you. I want to do what's right. I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient to the staff, to you, God, and make my parents proud. And as I was obedient, I actually found freedom, and this peace came in my heart. Like, I don't have to worry about what I'm doing because I'm doing my best for God. I'm making the staff proud. I'm making myself proud. I'm happy of the work that I'm doing today. When I'm at Teen Challenge and cooking meals and doing work, I'm like, I know I'm doing my best. If I make a mistake, I do. I say I'm sorry, and I try to do better next time. But things today are completely different than what they were. I never knew. It seems crazy because it's only been six months, and I feel like God's done two years of work in just that small amount of time. And today I walk around, I'm happy. I love talking with my brothers. I have 
true conversations with the staff here, and they, they just help me navigate and figure out how I can be a mature man of God. So today I stand here happy. I'm able to tell you it is by God's grace that I'm here. The sin that was indiscriminate earlier, God's grace overpowered that and showed its, its reality in my life. I'm here because of God's grace, because of his plan back before I even was close to him, he said, I got you, Tyler. All I did was say, I'm in, I accept it, show me the way, and Teen Challenge staff is showing me the way, God is showing me the way in my life, and I can't wait to see where it goes. So thank you guys for everything. How you guys doing? Um, my name is Jeff. I'm 31 years old. Uh, it's really cool to be here talking to you guys. Um, the first time that I ever heard a Teen Challenge was here in this church, and I was sitting in the crowd, and wasn't right with God, and just felt out of place, but God has helped me a lot. Um, God's helped me not to be so self-centered, uh, to care about others, not just myself. Um, before I came to TC, you know, I was hopelessly addicted to drugs, uh, committing felonies so I would have the drugs. Uh, I hurt my family, um, distanced myself from my family because of shame and caring more about the drugs than anything else. Um, and I got indicted and God moved and I was able to go to Teen Challenge about six months ago. Um, I don't know. I, I really love my life now. Uh, I have real joy. I care about others. Um, God's restoring my relationships with my family members. Uh, I'm, I'm able to be put in situations that I was put in before and do the right thing instead of the wrong thing. Um, so I'm experiencing some success in my walk with the Lord. Um, yeah, I just, my life has really done a 180. Um, scripture I got is Job 36, 15. But those who suffer, he delivers in their suffering. He speaks to them in their affliction.
Uh, <laughs> I'm Daniel Voorhees. Uh, I'm actually from Aberdeen. Uh, God's done so much for me. He's uh, changed everything about who I am. He's uh, really given me self-control over the actions that I take in life. Uh, I come from a background of violence, uh, drug dealing, and just hanging around with the wrong people. You know, when I came to Teen Challenge, I really didn't have a hope in life anymore. Uh, I gave it all away for money. Uh, but as I, as I talked with counsel and everybody, they really helped me see that I can be a good person. And uh, it's all I ever wanted to be. I thought I was helping everybody that I was with, but I was more dangerous to them than I was ever that good to them. Uh, so I've also I've had a lot of prayer and counseling because I've done a lot of things in my life that I thought I couldn't forgive myself for. And I experienced the love of God so much, and he helped me to forgive myself for everything that I've done. Uh, he taught me to humble myself before God and man and to never be ashamed of him and what he's done for me, to really understand how far I've come and that there is a hope for me. You know, there's, I grew up with being disciplined by my parents all the time, and I was never really good enough, no matter how many good things I did for them. So uh, I read a book called Not Forsaken, and it taught me that uh, even when my earthly parents fail, I still have a father in heaven who will never forsake me. And, uh, yeah, my scripture is uh, 2 Timothy 1.14, and it is, uh, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Uh, I didn't understand what that meant when I first read it, but to like understand now that God's called me to do something great with my life is reassuring because I never had hope. So I get the chance to share the gospel with everybody that I work with now in reentry, and it helps me to not judge others for their actions, but understand their loss, too. So, yeah. So I say thank you for everybody. Good morning. God is good. All the time. My name's Aaron. I'm from Pierce, South Dakota. I'm 27 years old, and, uh, you know, I grew up in a very loving family. You know, I went to church every Wednesday and Sunday, got confirmed when I was in seventh grade, but, you know, I never, I never understood actually who God was. I heard about him. I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't understand what he, he came to do and what he can provide for each and every one of us. You know, I went to, graduated high school, and I was a good wrestler, and I wanted to wrestle in college, and I tried it, but I put myself like ahead of everything else. I wanted to get high instead. I wanted to do this, and I caught my first charge when I was in college, and I was on probation. And uh, still, people, my parents always tried to get me to do the right thing or discipline me and tell me, you know, what I should do. But being a selfish human, I am. I just kept doing things my way. kept kept wanting to 
chase the wrong things, women or drugs or just, I was never content in life. I was never satisfied. I just always wanted to get the easy way out. I didn't want to work for my own money. I didn't want to do this and that. I'd rather sell drugs or just not a good role model for people. And uh, I ended up going on the run for two years when I was, was in 2016 and, and just left probation. I caught, you know, 20 more charges after the end of it all. And I ended up going to prison and uh, I found God there for the first time in my life. Uh, I cried and reached out and said I needed a savior and it was it was rewarding but it took me I was in prison for a year and when I got out I, I really wanted to do what was right I really wanted to live for God and uh, I was working I was staying clean but I didn't reach out to a church I didn't reach out I didn't stay in solid in my word so I, I still wanted to live for myself I still wanted to be selfish and uh, sooner or later, I was back into my old lifestyle and, and uh, got addicted to opiates and fentanyl. And uh, it just destroyed my life. And by God's grace, uh, I got in trouble again. And by God's grace, I didn't have to go to prison. I got a chance to come here. My brother Mike accepted me, and the state allowed me to come here. To, and I really want to change my life. And I can tell you that God is God is real. I, I've never understood how to be content. I never knew how to to just be happy with what I have and where I'm at. You know, God God will show you that if you reach out to Him. The, the thing that I realized is I never had a relationship with God. I didn't understand what that meant until I came here to actually seek God first, make God the first person in my life. I was always putting Him second or third. And uh, Teen Challenge just showed me that you need God first before anything else, and that if you seek him, he will answer, you know. And I can be content. God has done so much in my life. He's been restoring my family. I always pushed them away. My mom had cancer. or She still has cancer, and I just pushed her away. I didn't, you know, I did my own thing. And lately, they've been restoring my, God has been restoring my life, showing me that with him, all things are possible. And with that, uh, one of my favorite verses that goes along with that is Philippians 4, 11, 13. It says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned to, in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And uh, just right there, I mean, God has taught me in all situations that I don't have to fear, I don't have to worry, that I, that he's got me. No matter, no matter what, I don't have any needs in my life that he won't meet, and he's there for me. And I just, I just thank you guys for letting us come here and testify and just giving us this opportunity to maybe reach someone's hearts here today. So just thank you. Herman. Aaron's uh, been a good friend of mine for about four years and we've done a lot of stupid stuff together but he's one of the very few friends of mine who had the courage and we both decided in jail this last time that we need to change our lives and we want to do the right thing and it's really cool to, to have him here going through this with me. So love you Aaron. Um, my name is Herman. Um, I grew up on a Hutterite colony for the first 10 years of my life. 
I've always known God. Um, five years after we left, um, my dad killed my mom and um, attempted to take his own life, but he lived, and I'm thankful that he's still alive. Um, after what happened with my mom, I was um, really mad with God. I didn't understand why he would let that happen or why he was, how that could happen. Um, um, I just I felt alone. I felt like nobody would really ever understand like what I felt and what I was going through. Um, I was angry and wanted to rebel. Um, I stopped caring what people thought. Um, I know now, today, I know I'm not alone, and I never was. Um, God always kept me from straying too far. No matter how bad stuff got, God always kind of steered me back where I needed to be. Um, after all that happened, I told myself really quickly, I'm not going to be a victim of this. I'm going to I'm going to survive, and I'm going to show my brothers and sisters what it means to move on from this and make them proud and just show them that we don't have to feel sorry for ourselves or, or feel bad for the rest of our lives. Um, I quickly I started enjoying sports. I used whatever distractions I could in high school. It was sports and, and girls, and I found out I was good at sports. I ended up winning state track championship, four state track championships. I ended up getting a scholarship to SDSU to play football. And I built my identity in sports. Um, and that's really all I had, you know, that's really what I lived for, sports. And I ended up getting hurt. Um, and I kind of started doubting myself and thinking I wasn't as good as the other guys. I was surrounded, I was used to just being good or the best all the time. And I was surrounded by all these guys that were the best at, and better at their schools, and I started doubting myself, and I ended up quitting football, and another semester later, I quit college. Um, I had a little bit of success after that, doing some flooring stuff with my uncles and had my own business for a little bit, um, but nothing, nothing ever really lasted. Um, I started failing. I started uh, separated from my family, started using drugs, started selling drugs, became addicted to heroin, fentanyl. Um, and it just it turned into a vicious cycle of jail, prison since 2017 until literally just a couple months ago, in and out of prison. I couldn't hold my life together for more than two, three months at a time, and I was back in it and getting in worse trouble every single time. I even overdosed one time, ended up going to prison and spending three months actually with my dad in there, and I thought I'd never use again. I was like, I'm done. I almost died. I, I thought I'd never do that again. Um, I lost everything I'd ever worked for. My reputation probably helped a couple of my friends ruin their lives too. Um, scripture I've been using, or that helps me, that I really liked when I got here, I saw it was Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in our hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Um, 
since coming to TC, I've developed a relationship with God. I always knew who God was, feared God, but I never really had a relationship with him. I never talked to him when I prayed. I never, I never really knew what it meant to have a relationship with God. Um, since I've been here, God showed me he didn't let what happened to my mom happen. That wasn't him. He didn't let that happen. It was the result of, of sin and free will. And for sin and free will, our own will, uh, will cause tra tragedy and suffering. Um, he showed me how he had my back the whole time. Uh, he gave me a new family. I, was, I remember talking to my counselor, Brother Ian. I felt guilty for a long time for thinking this, and I wondered what my dad would think if he heard me say it, or even my mom. But he gave me a better... I have foster parents, Clark and Patty, and he gave me better... They were better parent. They were a better example of what parents should be. I never heard them fight or yell at each other or never saw my foster dad drunk. Um, and they loved me. They didn't have to love me. They cried with me. They were happy with me for my stuff. My foster dad and foster mom always reminded me how proud my mom would be when I had accomplishments. Um, they were, gave me that. Um, since I've been here, I've been able to renew that relationship. When I was in prison, I remember my foster dad saying, I'm scared to have you in my house because you might bring fentanyl in here and I have my wife and kids. We love you and we'll come see you, but I can't have you come stay. Since I've been here, my first visit, they set it up and they were super excited to see me. Not only did they come to see me, but my foster dad set up time. So I got to spend an hour and a half with my brother and uh, go to the gym with him and just spend time with them. But God just showed me he's had my back the whole time. He's given me grace. He's given me a hope and a new hope and a confidence I've never had. And he's given me a feeling of real freedom and peace through all this. So thank you guys for your time.
built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Victory! Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Very nervous. My name is Lalo. I'm 38 years old. Um, one thing I learned this week and this week, just one thing, um, is that you can't be full of Jesus if you stay full of yourself, right? So you got to humble yourself. Whew. Super. Uh, so I got to Teen Challenge about two months ago, two and a half months ago, um, and it's a blessing. Thank you, Mike, so much. Um, I grew up uh, on and off the reservation. Uh, uh, kind of just smoking pot, drinking at 14, 15, just being in sin. Um, I had to go take care of my father who was on hospice care. I had a lot of resentments because he wasn't around um, before this very much. So we had to go take care of him. Uh, it ended uh, very tra uh, tragically for me on the inside. Um, you know, we were taking care of him. He pushed me away from him right before he passed away. Because um, I, I perceived disrespect on my part. I was smoking drugs in his home, thinking that he would be under so much medication that he would not be able to perceive what's going on around him. Well, it wasn't the case. Um, that guilt <clears throat> and not understanding what had happened and why that took place ate me alive for many, many years. Um, I've done over a decade in different prisons. Uh, I've struggled with the needle, booze, women. Uh, I attended college for a short bit. Same thing there. You know, I've always been in touch with the, the spirit. Um, before he passed, uh, I was in the back praying for him to go because my mom and my sisters were hurting so much. And uh, I sat back there and prayed and cried and prayed for him to let go so I didn't see my family uh, <clears throat> hurting. Well, I thought my prayers as a child, I thought my prayers took his life. You know, when I, that, excuse me. That broke me for a long time. Uh, um, and in that, I ran away from God. Fast, hard, I was gone. Um, I put a needle in my arm at 15. I didn't ever come out of my arm until two months ago. 
beyond prison and jail. Um, I've got, I've just been troubled for many, many years. Um, I'm very grateful to be here. I'm very nervous, and I think God has given me the strength to even talk up here because I almost feel like I'm going to pass out, so <laughs> bear with me. Uh, uh, I got five children. Uh, I used to beat myself up about that. <sighs> some of them are grown. You know, some of them are very small still. I used to just tear myself up about it because I spent so many years in the penitentiary. That's no place for a child to see their parent grow up. Uh, there's no place for my mom to watch her son grow up. You know, she shouldn't have to open the door and watch me leaking on her porch because I got stabbed. Uh, you know, and that's just a very small tip of a very big iceberg in an ocean of sea and chaos. Um, I'm very grateful to be where I'm at today. Um, since I came to Teen Challenge, uh, I've been able to touch that spirit, you know, and feel that goodness. You know, I, I've been able to reach into the quiet parts of my mind and my soul and, and commune with the Creator and learn these ways that are in the Bible. You know, they teach you how to be a good son, a good father, good in your community, a humble person. You know, it's, it's teaching me how to love, you know. Uh, teach me how to love myself and forgive myself. But uh, the quote for that is uh, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. You know, you got to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice in your life and in your heart. Uh, you got to be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving of one another, just as God forgave you. I used to judge people and hold them to my moral standard, which was ugly, corrupt, streets, sin, gang mentality. And uh, it's not right to judge. You know, today... My roommate, all these gentlemen behind me are teaching me how to care about people that are from all different walks of life. I love you guys. Like I can say that with sincerity. You guys are helping me grow. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, uh, so really, like, Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching me cry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> embarrassing. But I'm glad it's out. Uh, I forgive my dad. I forgive any hurts in my life. I've forgiven enemies. I've prayed sincerely for my enemies' hearts and their minds for healing, for the things that happened to them in their life so they would do things to other people that hurt them. I pray for them in a sincere way. Thank you. He's with me. This is my counselor here. And... He helped me wake up to some things, and it's just been, it's just, I found a love, and you know what, he's, he's right here, he's all around us, that's Jesus, um, and trying to emulate that walk when I wake up is just, it's humbling, you know, it's every, every experience in there is a learning experience, um, so I just want to, I want to remind all of you guys, uh, Proverbs twenty four sixteen. you know, a righteous man, Rises seven times. Well, I've got nine felonies. I spent decades in prison, and I'm rising with Jesus. I'm rising with Christ, and I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm loving. So, you got family out there? You keep your 
keep them in your heart, in your prayers, and don't give up on them because they're gonna they're gonna make it too. Thank you. town of Fort Peter, which ain't very big, but um, uh, I grew up good. I never had a father. Um, he left me and my sister when we were young. Uh, had an excellent mom. She did what she could uh, with what she had, and, you know, she raised us right, and, you know, we knew manners, and we were raised right. Had a grandma and grandpa that was there a lot, you know, aunts and uncles also, but um, that was probably six when my dad left. I didn't really know anything about him except for he liked the Washington football team. But um, uh, then about the age of, I would say, 10 or 12, my mom met uh, a new guy. They got married, and he decided he wanted to adopt me and my sister. So I was like, all right, I finally got a dad. Well, I don't know, probably 8 to 10 years later, they got divorced. And when uh, he left, it was like he divorced my mom me and my sister and that hurt you know going through something like that again but uh so I turned to drugs you know methamphetamine I became an IV user because I didn't have to feel I didn't, I didn't have to feel anymore and and I love that you know um because I, I, I just grew up not liking feelings you know all I ever felt was hurt you know I, my mom loved me unconditionally and she still does praise God for that but um I was having a hard time forgiving my father, and through that I had uh, two beautiful children. I have a son that's 10 and a daughter, she's now six. Um, and I ran them through the same thing, not understanding you know, what I was doing. All I was doing was covering up my own hurt. And in return, I did the same thing to them. I became the one person that I didn't like. Um, but what God has shown me is uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness. And the scripture I have for that is, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And that scripture there and being here at Teen Challenge, um, I've learned to forgive my fathers. Um, I mean, I didn't know my father, but I guess he's buried now, been for five months, and then my dad now, I finally talked to him again not too long ago, and I got to hear some words out of his mouth that I thought I'd never hear. And then that he was proud of me for... So, but anyways... God showed me forgiveness, so therefore I had to start showing other people forgiveness, including myself, because without unforgiveness, um, you'll hurt, and you're only hurting yourself. Unforgiveness only hurts yourself, so with forgiveness from God, um, I started forgiving people because that's what my Heavenly Father would want to do, and, you know, the whole time I went not knowing that I had a dad when I did the whole time, and he was up in heaven looking down on me, so... With that being said, thank you guys, and I love you. That was pretty much 
summed it up for me. Uh, I, uh, I got a Proverbs. Someone got me. <laughs> I got a... I got a Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken through, a person who lacks self, is a person who lacks self-control. Um, I ran like that most of my life. My name's Marlis, and I'm from Pierre. Um, I'm 40 years old. Um, just a quick um, family history. Uh, my father died when I was seven, and uh, mom never remarried. She... Uh, too busy raising us kids. I got three older sisters and a mother, so anybody out there that's the youngest and all women, I feel for you. It's uh, pretty tough. But uh, <clears throat> uh, I excelled in sports also uh, for the peer governors. I, uh, I uh, found, um, I didn't see no drug use or alcohol in the home. You know, mom was pretty strict about that, and she's very uh, spiritual. Um, so my drug use and uh, drinking started off um, as fun as it just uh, as kids would, you know. But there's a point where it, it starts to take over. And um, let's see, I, uh, you know, I, uh, along those lines, I uh, started doing, you know, I started off my life of crime, you know, um, right out of high school. But I worked too, also, but. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I tend to excel in things. You know, if I put my mind to it, and uh, the, where that where that affected me is, I excelled in the, in the wrong ways too, with selling drugs and um, manipulating manipulating everybody around me, women, um, violence. Uh, I excelled in all the. I made it a long time before I started getting prison sentences, but uh, you know, up to this date, I've been sentenced to 27 years in prison. Um, I've done 10 of those years. Uh, behind the walls, and uh, let's see, four or five outpatient or inpatient treatments. Um, almost every out inpatient, outpatient, inpatient in South Dakota, been in every prison we've got here. And uh, I bring that up because um, it wasn't my upbringing. I, I've had everything I wanted, and Mom provided everything, you know. And uh, um, so I just. Went in, you know, I come out, I would do pretty good for a while, then, you know, I would fall back into it. And uh, you know, I couldn't, couldn't figure out why I couldn't excel in life and stay out of prison, jail, and uh, bad relationships. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't, you know, I didn't, it wasn't until this time in jail here, you know, there's a lot of us from Pierre here, so I don't know if it's something in the water over there or what, but, you know, uh, Paul had a brochure to teach challenge, and, uh, I was facing, I just got another 10 years, so I just pled guilty to my 7th um, and 8th felony. I, like I said, 27 years total sentence. Um, right now I'm on a suspended sentence, and due to Brother Mike, you know, we had a couple of conversations on the phone, and the application, he had sent me one, and uh, he played hardball with me for a while, you know, and uh, he just wanted to make sure my mind was, he knew what I was, what I was getting myself into and what I was... Uh, willing to do and um, so I made that choice in jail here this last time and uh, you know in a way just trying to trying to escape prison and just see what this place had to offer and then another way just to figure out some maybe maybe there was something different and uh, <clears throat> um, I was always missing something in the equation of life and the thing that I found out most here in Teen Challenge is when I um, 
it's God because all the other times I tried things on my own, you know, and uh, it just, yeah, it just don't work for me. And uh, the peace, the inner peace that I got, well, um, you know, I got to know um, what the story of Jesus was about. And the more I've learned to know and through the, the staff here and my fellow brothers, you know, um, the, what they teach you, you know, what, what impacted me was God's obedience and um, um, obeying the small things, you know, whether it's and and just having your faith and but the obedience and and, and they they uh, teach you to make your bed, you know. There's rules, and I, I'm not one to follow rules. <laughs> if, um, if anybody knows me, they'll tell you that. But uh, so it was it, it was a little tougher. But uh, we had a sermon the other day, and it was on the word no, you know, and that's. Nobody tells me no, you know. And uh, here, I've learned to respect that. And this authority figure I've, um, has blessed my life here. Um, the main thing is that I get, yeah, I'll, all my credit goes to God. And when I lean on him, you know, um, I feel a peace. You know, I feel, uh, 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 I feel my addiction no longer has control over me. Um, I feel my anger, my violence, um, my... Uh, my ability to, to step out of myself and, and try to take someone else's their thoughts and, and into consideration and not to anger so quick has been key for me. Um, and just just it's important to listen to your authority figures and and uh, you know and these small things and that way the the Lord can uh, bless you um, and the bigger. So it, uh, what a blessing it is for me and my brothers here and. Uh, yeah, I got another verse here. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm taking all my uh, all my strongholds on me, and I'm, 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 I request them to God, and it's been tremendous help. Thank you, everybody. What an honor to have us here. Thank you, guys.
Well, Teen Challenge, thank you so much for coming. And, and guys, thank you for sharing your testimonies and just being open and transparent with, with what God is doing on your lives. And it's just, just amazing to hear, to hear their stories. And, and maybe some of you this morning, I mean, some of those things just really stuck out to you. A, a lot of these guys, I, I, I see a common thread throughout all these testimonies is they reached a point in their life where they realized they couldn't do it on their own anymore. They, they couldn't hold it together. They couldn't make it happen, and they needed something greater than that, and that's Jesus. They needed a Savior. And, and today, maybe you're sitting here, and maybe you feel like you don't have it all together, or you're constantly trying to put up that, that face, that wall, saying, no, I, I've got this. I've got this. You know, for them, it, it, it wound a lot of them up in, in prison, and, and maybe you've never been there before, but Perhaps you're just entangled in sin, and it's like you're, you're in prison. You're, you're a slave to sin is what the Bible calls it. But God can set you free today as you release that to him, as you come to a point of humility and say, God, I can't do this on my own anymore. And, and we just need to, to give, give up, not in a give up on life, but give up in trying to do it all on our own and say, God, I need you. And so this morning, I, I want to give you that opportunity just to say, God, I need you. I, I surrender my life to you. These guys, they don't have it all figured out, and, and none of us do. And that's okay. We're, we're all learning. We're all, we're all growing. That's the beauty of it, is that we can grow daily together. I love the community that you guys have and that you're building up, and you guys are brothers. And that's what Christ has called the church to be, is brothers and sisters in Christ. None of us have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. But, but we're learning and we're growing together and we're relying on Jesus. He's the head of the church and we're trusting in him. So today I just want to give you an opportunity. If you've never received Jesus before or, or you'd like to just recommit your life today, I want to give you that opportunity. So would you just uh, close your eyes and bow your heads for just a moment. And if that's you today and you just say, you know what, I, I need Jesus. I, I need a savior. I don't, I don't have it all figured out, but but I want new freedom. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you this morning, would you just slip your hand up in the air? And, and I want to pray with you today. If there's anybody in the room just says, I need Jesus. Thank you. Is there anybody in the balcony? Thank you. On the main level, is there anybody? Take time. Thank you. Whether you had your hand raised or not, I just ask, would you just pray this prayer with me? It's, it's nothing, it's not a magic prayer. It's just a prayer from the heart. If you raised your hand, would you just pray this from the heart? Uh, and God, God's going to come in and do a magnificent work in your life. So let's just pray this together. Dear Jesus, I love you. I've sinned and I've messed up my life. And I give it to you. Forgive me, heal me, restore me. I believe that you died and rose again. I want to make you Lord of my life. Change me, mold me, and shape me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I would love to get together with you, meet you, pray with you some more. Uh, if you did uh, pray that prayer this morning and, and uh, there's a card just 
in the back of the pews, it's a next steps card. You can take that, just fill out your information and check that box and drop it in the offering before you leave today. We'd love to get in touch or, or catch me after service. And uh, But man, there's a party going on in heaven right now. For those of you who, who, who prayed that prayer and, and you just said, I need Jesus. Uh, the Bible says that God will forgive us. Uh, as we ask. And, and that is just so amazing what God can do. So thank you. Thank you. Today we also want to give you uh, an opportunity to give to this incredible program that is just restoring uh, the, these men who, who are overcoming these addictions. So we want to give you the opportunity uh, to give today. You can see different ways to do that on the screen. Uh, as you go today, there'll be offering plates in the back and just uh, drop it in. Everything that's that's not designated, uh, unless you designate it otherwise, is going to go to Teen Challenge today to help this program, to help this ministry continue uh, to thrive down there uh, in Brookings. So I encourage you to fill that out. If You, you can give by text and uh, just type in the word missionary with that too, and that'll go uh, straight to them as well. You can mark your bulletin, Teen Challenge. So I encourage you to give if you're online. I encourage you to, to give towards Teen Challenge today. It's a great program. Also, you, you see those uh, brochures that you were handled this handed this morning. If you'd like to continue to give to Teen Challenge, this is a, a great way uh, to do that. So take those with you. Consider supporting Teen Challenge just even on a, a monthly or yearly basis uh, as well. And, and that's just incredible. So thank you for giving. Again, everything that's not marked otherwise is going to go directly uh, to this ministry. So so grateful for this ministry and the assemblies of God, what, what God is doing through, through, these, uh, through these men. Oh, before we go, uh, I want to take a moment just to pray for offering and, and pray for Teen Challenge as well. Pray for these, these young men. So would you just extend a hand uh, over to this section over here? And we want to we pray for you guys before you leave today. Dear Jesus, God, I thank you for Teen Challenge. God, I thank you for Pastor Mike and, and the heart that you've given him and, and the direction that the vision you've put on his heart, God, for this program. And God, I, I pray for each and every uh, man represented and the ones that are to come into this program. God, I pray that you would give them true freedom, that you would give them uh, peace and joy like they've never experienced before, that they wouldn't go back to the old, but God, that they would, God, that that old self, they would put that aside and they would pick up the new self the new person, the new creation that you have made them in Christ Jesus, that they would never look back, that you would restore families, God, that you would restore broken relationships, and, and that you would use their stories and their testimony to literally change this world. God, change them. God, I thank you for the ministry that they have. Continue to bless them. Continue to bless this ministry, God, that it would grow, and, and God, that it would just drastically change the landscape of South Dakota because of the work that you're doing there. So Lord, we love you and we thank you, God. We pray that you would bless this offering. Uh, God, that, that you would do incredible works through it, that more lives would be changed for Jesus. We thank you, God. We pray that you be with us as we go from this place. God, may we not shy away from sharing our own testimony. But God, may these examples that we've seen today encourage us and challenge us and give us the boldness to share with the people that we see every day, our family, our coworkers, people at a grocery store. God, that, that you would give us boldness and a confidence in the Holy Spirit to speak your word wherever we go. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for praying. You may stand to your feet and uh, just have a blessed and amazing week. Thank you for giving to Teen Challenge. And Teen Challenge, thank you so much for being here today. It was an honor to have you.